All right, it's pod 33, and once again, we have an absolutely loaded pod. We will be discussing who is the dink shrink, and why does she say that you should never say I'm sorry in Pickleball? And what mega movie star was hanging around the La Quinta public courts playing with my dad? And will the PPA-MLP merger actually happen? And if all players sign new agreements, will there still be a collective after this? And what does John McEnroe really think about pickleball? Oh, who cares? Find out (laughs) what we think or who we think are the five top pros, male and female, to watch in 2024. And a Dear Jilly B on how to hit perfect overhead speed-ups and how to turn your dead dinks into deadly dinks. Ooh, I like that. So it's this Pickleball Life TPL. Let's get into it. This Pickleball Life. Welcome, welcome to your favorite comedy podcast, Masked as a Pickleball Podcast. And I am K-Dubs, golf pro, pickleball addict, duper 4.5 aspirationally. And I am joined by my co-host. What's up? It's your girl, Jilly B, a.k.a. Jill Braverman. Uh, pro pickleballer, former tech CEO and startup founder, and most importantly, co-host of TPL, This Pickleball Life. It is pod 33. And pickleball is the place to be. Wow. I didn't know if we had a rhyme or not, and you pulled it out. (laughs) Every now and then I wake up at two in the morning and actually do something on our pod notes. (laughs) Well, Kristen, in case you missed it, I am starting a new series a new YouTube series called Why You Suck at Pickleball. This series is not for the faint of heart, you guys. The headmistress is in session. That's right. Get your pen and paper out, take notes, and get ready to be absolutely roasted by 100% undiluted Jilly B as I analyze the game footage that you submit to me. So you can submit a video right now. You can apply to be the first ever Why You Suck video at jillybpickleball.com backslash yus. Those are three letters, Y-U-N-S. That's jillybpickleball.com backslash yus. Only do this if you have thick skin and a great sense of humor. I absolutely cannot wait for this roasting. I mean, it's really the uh, the destiny I think you've always been landing at. I mean, I started Why You Suck at Golf, but really it was always going to be you in Pickleball. <laughs> so I cannot wait for the crossover. You're too nice. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so in case you missed it, McEnroe. Don. Uh, John, as in the former pro tennis player, current commentator, showed up on one of my favorite podcasts, Smartless, with Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett. Hilarious podcast if you don't already listen. And he started railing on pickleball. And I just wanted to play a quick, quick clip. There you go. Yeah. I mean, it's absurd how far we've gone the wrong way. Pickleball. If I hear a pickleball one more goddamn time, I'm going to That was my off. question. I'm going to I'm, I'm with you on the pickleball Yeah, that's thing. your cue, like, Sean. Go for it, buddy. Um, Joe, I played a kind with, when I played tennis, uh, you know, me and Andre Agassi played along uh, along with, uh, you know, Michael Chang was on my team and Andy Roddick. So it was like tennis players playing. So it wasn't as painful as having to put up with some 
a college player who didn't make it in tennis and now is one of the best pickleball players in the world. And the best part is, like, five minutes later, he goes, oh, da-da-da, you know, Alcaraz is out there smiling, but just give him time. He'll be miserable like the rest of us soon. So, wow. <laughs> or, you know, Alcaraz, the guy's smiling. Just, I'm going to just you wait. Just give it a couple years. Right. You'll be miserable like the rest of us. Here he is nailing pickleball like it's such a crime of humanities when he's self-admitting that every tennis player who he's ever unhappy. lived is miserable. Uh, my takeaway from hearing that, and that was me hearing it for the first time, is he seems like a really happy person. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh my gosh. So that's that's the McEnroe pickleball wow. take. Even after he did the uh the pickleball uh event with Agassi. Wow. Well, Kristen, in case you missed it, Nationals breaking news was revealed last week that they are moving to Arizona at their new National HQ facility. Didn't we announce that news like five yeah, that, podcasts that ago? Definitely sounds like old news to me. You heard Every it on TPL then. first. Don't forget it. We know what's up. So my question for you, Kristen, is if Nationals is moving to Arizona, what's this thing in Dallas in November? Pickleball Boulevard. And what are they calling that? And are they trying to build like a pathway system for that? Well, they already had pre-registration starting in November, so they had to do something. Wow. So it looks like it's going to be some kind of state national championships. Uh, we'll see what, what happens with that. But uh, they're, uh, they're definitely going to have a pickleball party. So in case you missed it, the Dink Awards are still out and still votable. We are nominated for Best Podcast, and Jill is nominated in two other categories, Best On Court Antics and Best Dressed. No. <laughs> Most influential voice. There you go. <laughs> That's so, right. Yeah, please go out and vote, especially for TPL. Yes, vote. Have your mom vote. You can skip things. Just skip straight to the Jill ones. Vote for that. No. Uh, but super, super excited and honored. And uh, I think every every winner gets like $1,000 from Soul I was going to say congrats so. to everyone. Um yeah. who has been nominated and if we are fortunate enough to win uh, any of the categories we will be donating uh that thousand dollar uh a thousand dollars from selkirk to a charity of um, our choosing so if you have voted and you have a charity that you would like to see the thousand dollars donated to please put that in the comments just say i voted and then give us the name of your charity and we'll go ahead and yeah and select best odds go to something related to cats <laughs> There, there may be. We'll, we'll choose it randomly. But yes, in our hearts, we would love for it to go to something with cats. Uh, the musical, of course. <laughs> um, in case you missed it, Kristen, Presidio Heights Pickleball Courts. Our former hometown. Right. We used to live. Neighborhood. We used to live right there in the Marina of San Francisco. They're being used for pickleball these tennis courts uh, are being used for pickleball and they are in jeopardy you guys because a mega mansion house on the market for over 15 million dollars next door to the courts is having trouble selling and they are blaming it on drum roll please the pickleball players who get very quote passionate and loud and the thwacking of the yellow plastic ball. But what is the most poetic 
irony, Kristen. What does this house have? A pickleball court? A private pickleball court. So they have a private pickleball court, but no, you cannot <laughs> enjoy pickleball next door to the mega mansion. It's like, uh, we, we like pickleball, but only on our terms. So the Wall Street Journal picks up this story. Um, and uh, it says, uh, on Friday, the pickleballers obeyed a city order to remove the rolling nets from six courts at Presidio, but they identified a loophole and they staged a choreographed rebellion. As the nets were coming off, the advocates then carried stationary pickleball nets that had been pre-assembled back onto the court. Let's and they are go. quoted saying, unless the city sends a ranger to arrest us, we are using these courts. Says 62-year-old Susie Safty, her eyes flashing, just try to stop us. Go, Susie, go. Yes, I it, love Susie. it. That's like the uh, pickleball equivalent of the uh, Tomb Raider swap out of the stone. Yes. <laughs> one net out, one net in. Let's um, keep going. So if you want to sign their petition, there's a change.org petition going. Yes, we'll uh, we're going to put the, the link in the description. And Susie, we are here to support you. Let's go. Keep Let's that go. pickleball in the Presidio. In case you missed it, ProXR finally announced their actual acquisition of Paddletech mm. and threw in another uh, pseudo brand, it looks like, called Boundless Pickleball, which to the naked eye is, I think, ProXR paddles, but custom graphics. Ooh. So you can put your team logos. There's a bunch of colleges in there, but um, they are now a triumvirate under the uh, United Pickleball Paddles name. Mm -hmm. And for and the paddle for those of is you now that don't know, hmm? yeah, and for those of you that don't know, ProXR um, has a, a principal owner in uh, 35 Capital, and the principal of 35 Capital is uh, none other than Ron Saslow, uh, uh, one of the owners of Chicago Slice, the Major League Pickleball team. Uh, of course. Ron's a great guy. And I think they're doing really cool things uh, with paddles. Yeah. Yeah. Excited to see how the, that influences each <clears throat> other. I'm also wondering and curious and would love your guys' thoughts. Uh, if you're listening in the comments, please let us know. Like, are we going to be seeing this like paddle kind of monopolization in the sport? The where, gobble gobble. Of yeah. Consolidation. Like, you know, Groovin is just this, obviously my paddle uh, sponsor and just, Freaking awesome. Like such great paddles. Kevin has worked diligently in the past, I think six, seven, eight years to build this brand and to build paddles that like people play for years and don't return and don't delaminate. And he was like the second manufacturer to ever do thermoforming. He's always had the grittiest paddles. When I got mine tested, uh, Carl Schmitz from USA Pickleball was like, wow, these things, when I first saw these, like they were so, they, they were the standard in grit and they still are. So my point is like, is he just going to get like a knock on the door one day and get like a crazy offer? Because I've now heard from multiple people of other small paddle brands, like people are knocking on the door. They yeah. want to buy these paddle manufacturers, these paddle brands that have a f existing foothold, existing manufacturing processes down that work. No quality control issues like a lot of the newer, even bigger names are seeing. So I wonder if we're going we're yeah. to start to see that. No, for sure. Um, I'm wondering if we're going to start seeing that pro XR grit 
face on paddle tech products of course. or if they're yeah. just gonna kind of let each other be in their silo yeah well they amalgamate and combine technologies from yeah you know each of these cohorts of paddles interesting so that's in case you missed it but uh in case you missed our life quick catch up week uh my dad yesterday my parents are in town he casually drops at dinner the the news that oh yeah i played with woody harrelson today <laughs> so chris like where did you play with woody harrelson and i'm like did you beat him <laughs> shows you like where our heads are i was like are you sure sure or was it just like another bald guy with bare feet or something and that's a, really and funny a hookah shell necklace i think my favorite part about that story is um when you said, wow, I can't believe Woody Harrelson was, you know, at the public Fritz Burns Park here in Palm Desert, La Quinta, uh, your dad was like, well, girls, you got to go where the action is. <laughs> and I'm the action. Yes. Who would have known? Got to follow my dad to the, to the best play. Um, so in terms of catching up, you might have noticed we have a new pod studio. That's right. We've always had this little like nook in our house that we haven't quite known what to do with. And it's here an aspirational we are nook. in a studio that we don't have to like take down and reset up every week. <laughs> so what does that mean for you listeners? It means TPL might be like on a weekly basis now because we have no excuse in terms of setup. <laughs> well, it still took us like three days to make this happen. So <laughs> no promises. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> What's funny is this lovely triangular piece, if you're watching the video, has been in our possession the entire time. We just finally were ready to uh, get it to its highest and best use, displaying our favorite products. I think it works. I think it works. Let us know if you don't like it. Yeah. We probably won't do anything to change it. Should we tell the story of the chairs? <laughs> or is that too much? <laughs> Um, another funny flip of the script, my mom's friend who lives on an estate, let's just say, uh, decided that she's going to convert her tennis court into pickleball. And the punchline is she's never played pickleball. She's just doing ahead it, of it because she thinks that it will improve the value of her home if and when she does finally sell it because everyone wants pickleball more than tennis. She's like, all right, why not? Let's go. Wow. That's uh, good for her. Yeah. Um, so while your parents have been in town, my mom had a hip replacement last week. And so I am the away daughter, the away team. Mm -hmm. And as such, I went home and took care of her for four or five nights. And now I know what it's like to have a baby <laughs> every three hours. Waking, crying, eating, and pooping. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh man. But, um, yep. The away team went home, took care of some stuff, and now is back in the desert, obviously gearing up for leaving tomorrow to uh, the PPA Desert Ridge. I suppose um, that was apropos since while you were gone, my baby nephew came and visited. That's right. So we had a baby while you were taking care of, taking care baby. of your um, mama. Last bit of catching up. I have two new sponsors I am so excited about. Finally made it official with the shoe that I have been playing and I have thought was the best shoe for the past year. Since I came back to playing pro, I tried just like I tried all the paddles. I tried literally 20 different shoes. Literally. Literally. And my feet are so darn happy in my Mizunos. So I'm yes. playing the AC Wave Court 5. 
I'm going to get a link unique to the TPL pod for everyone listening so they can get a discount. Uh, it's really hard to get discounts on Mizuno shoes, and they're going to do that special for the pod and all the listeners. Uh, but yeah, I've never recommended these shoes in a year to someone and had them not fall in love and, yeah. and repeat buy. They are just, they're they are just legit. super, super lightweight, and they feel like you're not wearing shoes. I hate heavy shoes. They're a little on the narrow narrow side. So I'd say uh, I've put a lot of women in like the men's size or the men's version of the shoe, which is also really narrow, but I do wear the women's. I wear women's 10 and a half. Yeah, I end up in men's shoes all the time. I prefer wider than my foot, even um, though my foot's not wide. And then the second new sponsor that we're going to go more in depth on later, again, I found just organically loved it. Uh, thanks to our friend Ben, who helped us start the podcast, motivated us to start it, and then was like, hey, you got to try this shot of ketone IQ and the science behind filling your body with ketones is really unbelievable so we're actually going to have the founder of this product on our podcast and we were going to get a referral code get you guys a discount and then they wrote me yesterday and said please we have to delay because we just did a collaboration with la cycling because of course all of the um professional cyclists and the tour de france cyclists they take this like every three hours when they're cycling a shot of this ketone iq um so they said we just did this collaboration with la cycling and we have almost sold out oh don't give a code on your podcast we're gonna delay bringing our founder (laughs) on for another month but i'm super excited about this product it's kind of like I guess how you'd feel on Adderall, but does it naturally Yeah, is the best way I would describe it. I was running on three hours of sleep yesterday. It saved my life. Um, you can find it at Sprouts sometimes. Um, yep. So I assume that uh, other somewhat health-oriented uh, grocery chains uh, might have it too. So if you go, go looking, but we will definitely have a code for you coming up uh, yep. ASAP. And I'm just so into this, you know, nootropics and finding healthy things to put in your body that get you mentally peak performing. I think that Ketone IQ is the tip of that iceberg. I think there's more products and I will be your guinea pig, you guys. I (laughs) and Ben. Poker, Prodder, (laughs) drink it, try it, slap it. Oh my gosh. Um, Last quick catching up item, Mexico. I'm going to Mexico October 28th through 30th in 2024. If you like me, learning, getting better at pickleball, margaritas, white sand beaches that are empty for miles, and And amazing fresh Mexican food and tacos. This is for you. I have a few spots left, which is unbelievable because it's in eight months and it's selling out. Uh, Tyson McGuffin just got back from a camp there at uh, Trace Palapas. He's been going there year after year because it is such a fan favorite location. What's different about this camp than any others you've done is we have a morning session, then you have your whole app, your whole early morning, your late morning and your afternoon free, and then we have night stuff. So we have a round robin, a paddle battle, an MLP team style championship, and I coach through all of that because you guys know it's like one thing to learn how totally. to hit perfect dinks, but like let's see how your game translates to a little bit of like a pressure situation that's still fun. And it's so important, we're gonna talk about this later in Dear Jilly B, that there's pickleball, and then there's tournament pickleball. And I want you to leave knowing how to play both. And they're both really different. Absolutely. Couldn't be more true in golf as well. And um, I agree. I think way too much uh, instruction has to do with the mechanics and the technique. Yeah. And so much more of what matters is the shot selection, the decision making, Court the commitment, and the mental acuity to stay in the game even when you're down. 
Totally agree with you. So if you're interested in learning more, you can go to jillybpickleball.com or jillianbraverman.com. And speaking of pickleball paradise, uh, there is a brand new 21 court facility in our backyard, literally called Paradise Pickleball. And I'm so excited to call this place home. The owners, Miles and, and Uta, have been phenomenally welcoming. We've had a bunch of listeners of the pod actually visit the desert, go there, buy a day pass or a month pass. They do um, open play every morning. And for snowbirds, they offer monthly memberships, $89 per person. Um, obviously, hourly court rental, drop-in rates too. And they have a tournament coming up at the end of the next month nice. that um, one of our uh, friends is coming to town for. So sign up for that as well through PIG. Um, they have gorgeous courts. I was just there uh, the other day training with our good friend Dottie. And um, always good to see her joyous face. Definitely hey, shares the sentiment that pickleball is joy. Spreads the good word. And if you want to come see me before Mexico, I am doing uh, clinics at Paradise. And we're going to publish that schedule this week. Yeah. No, it is in a great location. And um, super, super excited to, to have that open. So next up, tomorrow, I am leaving with UK Dubs. You're coming with to the PPA Desert Ridge at the beautiful JW Marriott. I'm playing with Christine Maddox again and Jaume Martinez Vic. Running it back. And Christine and I are in the main draw. If we win our first round, we will play Callie and Lucy. Bang, bang. I think that's going to be a yeah. fiery, fun match. That might be the um, the tallest average player in the women's draw in one court situation. I think so. Who else could even Irene, like, Irene and Leia are as tall as all of us. I don't think so, but yeah, I will do the wait. math and I will put the answer on the screen because <laughs> this is what up. really matters. <laughs> um, and then Jaume and I are in, drum roll please, qualifying, qualifying for mixed. You're going to be the qualifying king and queen. <laughs> this is going to be like a thing. <laughs> more practice, more warm up. Oh, man, I'm just so befuddled at an organization, a sporting organization that's not using skill or, you know, previous points as any determining factor in where you're slated in a draw. Rather, did you sign a reduction or did you sign a contract? <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, uh, it is what it is. Did, should we list their their uh, order of uh, order of in, in uh, influence, I should say, on the screen? My goodness. Um, but always a good time with Jaume and super excited to see, uh, see Christine and, and you after having one tournament and you had a training session mm -hmm. with her last week. Um, yep. so you guys are really getting to know each other. Yep. When I was playing, um, last week, waiting for Mary Brasha to show up at Los Cab in Orange County, I, uh, I met someone. That you was met someone. Should I be worried? <laughs> no, I met someone that was on the court that we were going to play on, and she was just hitting balls out of a basket. And this leads to our theme of the day, which is sorry, I'm not sorry. It's the theme of the day. Which, yes, we know is a name of, of another pickleball, uh, a great pickleball <laughs> pod. Um, and so I met Michelle, and Michelle is, get it, get ready for it, the dink shrink that is her instagram handle where she so explains fun. psychology through pickleball so that's right couples who want to get divorced while playing together can see michelle and she will pull you off of that edge of the divorce cliff um 
And I love that. Right? I thought it was the opposite. I thought she just was a pickleball psychologist, like a sports psychologist. But she's a couples therapist who uses pickleball as her medium of healing. I, I think so. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why not. I have a friend who, who does that through art. Like pickleball is art. And we were, so much sense. we were talking about how like a lot of my teaching and a lot of what she does is is more obviously mental than physical and helping partners who are often couples or married um, learn how to play together. And I think that's almost like equal what I do is physical to the mental component. Like we talked about learning how to play tournament pickleball versus rec pickleball. It's also helping couples like treat each other well. Totally. No, I uh, was just just on the phone uh, with someone talking about trying to find a partner. And I asked, you know, what's your ideal partner? And it, it always comes back to that for me. It's like what you can control in pickleball is your intention, your shot selection, your target and how you treat your partner. Love that. So why we have this theme of the pod today, sorry, I'm not sorry, is Michelle and I discussed this concept of I'm sorry and why you should never say I'm sorry to your partner. So Kristen, when you say I'm sorry, what is what are you really saying to your partner? Yeah, if you think about the logic of I made a mistake, I dinked it into the net, I'm sorry, what you're saying mm -hmm. is that when you dink it into the net, you should apologize to me too. Exactly. And once you put it in that frame of reference, you understand why it should be the opposite. Right. It should be the person who makes a mistake is silent, and the person who didn't make the mistake immediately jumps to support their partner and get ready for the next point. Because if you're saying, I'm sorry, it's kind of putting your partner in this, as Michelle said, this this anxious, this vigilant, this hyper state. Yeah. Right. Um, versus knowing you have the freedom, the acceptance from your partner to go for it. The understanding that, hey, I wasn't trying to make a mistake and I have nothing to apologize for. So, so is it, so Kristen, is it ever okay to take some responsibility for something? For sure. Responsibility is very different from blame in my experience. And I think a big part of it is if you're making uh, poor decisions over and over and the opponents have proven that they don't mind that shot or you're missing it, then yeah, that's an opportunity to shift strategy. And that's a conversation. That's not, uh, I'm sorry, I am a human and I failed. I'm sorry, I you know, hit it too short or too long or too wide yeah. or to the wrong person or too high. Something I've noticed Vivian David do when she plays is she'll tap her chest mm -hmm. after a mistake, you know, hand, hand over the heart. And sometimes she'll say like, that was me or it's me or on me. And I, and you don't I don't think really, it's just like, I'm strong like Tarzan. Like Tarzan. <laughs> no, and I, and I really like that because I think that's a form of taking responsibility, but she's not, you know, she's not apologizing. Yeah. Because I and don't I, think we should apologize. I agree. Yeah. And I would further s sort of uh, imagine that most of the time when you see that or someone do that, it's in a situation where the last person to hit the ball was actually your partner. And you're saying... I acknowledge I got us into this mess. That sure. was not on you. No. But yep. um, I love that. I love that. The Dink Shrink. Make sure to follow her. Yeah. So follow Michelle Taylor. The Dink Shrink has a bunch of interesting stuff on her, on her uh, gram. Yet another strong character to emerge from Southern California pickleball. <laughs> uh, so Kristen, let's talk about uh, the PPA MLP merger and 
is it possible this is like the last pod we talk about the merger on? Is it going <laughs> no to close? Okay, I want you to comment in the in the pod. Will we stop talking about the merger Wait, after this pod? You know what we should do? What are the odds? You know what we should totally do? You know how people are like, guess my child's birth date. Like they're pregnant, they're going to have a kid. And if you, hit oh, the, okay. if you hit the nail on the head, you win something, right? Yes, we tail should have like donkey. A, if you can the guess merger the merger donkey. date, the merger donkey date. That is actually really fun. Yeah. What's the prize? Is this a PB God's prize? Uh, yeah. It's a, how about it's a... Should um, I design a shirt or a hat specifically for this? Maybe it'll just be like the uh, caution uh, street sign that says merge. Maybe we should send all the MLP and PPA executives a PB God's shirt that says we did it! Exclamation mark. <laughs> With Rosie the Riveter. Rosie the Riveter. So yeah, today is January 31st. So I guess the merger probably could take place anywhere between February 1st and 2027. (laughs) (laughs) What do you guys think? Oh, Oh, man. So are we doing it? Are we doing it? If you guess the exact... What if we're like, what if 10 people guess the date? Are we giving 10? I will give 10 PB Gods hats. Okay. Okay. So... Here we go. Guess the date in the YouTube comments for this merger to culminate. It's probably going to be sometime in February, but who knows? Could, could go into March. Just throw in a date. Um, try not to do a weekend, but if you do Saturday, I'll give you like Friday, right? If you do Sunday, I'll give you Monday. Does that make sense, Kristen? Like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. You're going to give the like business next day. Yeah, I'll give you the business, business before or next day. And we will give away 10 pb gods hats they can say can they say jilly b can they say i think i think we're just gonna give the uh the the like value of a hat and they okay. can pick whatever they, they can want. pick whatever you want all right and uh yeah it begs don't the forget question, to put is the there year. a day like it, <laughs> it couldn't happen on a sunday but i feel like it could happen on a saturday like are weekends possible which day of the week is most likely to be like okay we're back to work and we now got ourselves organized enough that we signed on the dotted line who knows so yeah, the theme of the day, sorry, I'm not sorry, and you should be too. Or is it shouldn't be too? Shouldn't be either? Yeah, this is like a couldn't, couldn't care less situation. <laughs> All right, care so, less, couldn't care less, so, shouldn't be sorry. But point being, extr- extract sorry from your vocabulary. What should you say instead? Let's like spin this to like, oh, I'm about to say it, but instead I say snake. I like oopsie because it's like I'm acknowledging that oh I'm annoyed that I hit that bad shot but it's not like uh, anything to feel bad about you know okay back back to the merger so will it or won't it happen I think it is happening I think that they are finally listening to the podcast because they're starting to send you know what have we always said we've said yes reasonable offers reasonable offers will deserve a reasonable response and i think that that is is finally starting to happen um so i think yeah i think within the next couple of weeks and then i saw you right here so may or june (laughs) yeah exactly i already said 2027 so uh, i figured i already already covered that so will the collective still exist in the event of this merger finally going through oh my gosh i think the collective has given proof proof that like collective Collective bargaining bargaining works that players should band together that pickleball should not be the only 
professional sport in the world that has that doesn't have some type of unionization some type of collective so no i i i I, so yes i think that after the merger if anything it will the collective will and should you know it's not my decision yeah but will and should um incorporate it's actually coming into uh, a big part of its its true um point it's not just like, oh, we have this big, you know, contract negotiation going on. It's like day in, day out, yeah. players should have a voice in the room when it comes to rules and scheduling and policies and evolution of this game that um, we have seen so many, so many changes over the last two years. So uh, I was listening to a podcast, How to Be a Better Human, which is a TEDx sister podcast and was listening um, to one specifically on unions. And apparently there's ample resources out there. Uh, this union website that's like, here's how to get started. Here's like the 10 easy steps. Here's how it should be run. Here's, you know, rules, regulations. Here's how, to, like, so my point is. Unions um, for dummies. It's basically unions for dummies. So I think that, yes, it will live on. Yes, it will have some form of actual incorporation, um, some form of funding or continued funding, I should say. And I think it should be something that's open to APP players, PPA players. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we haven't uh, any firm dates, but we we do know that they were originally supposed to have done the draft um, two days apart, Challenger and Premier. So expect to hear an announcement soon about that yeah. coming up. Well, I think and, it's been uh, impossible to do the draft, right? Because they don't know who's eligible. Yeah. They don't know if PPA players are going to play. And even if the merger goes through, our PPA players going to want to play. They already have a full event schedule for the year. Yeah. I mean, I think it's probably good that they didn't rush to the draft before they. So there's supposed to be down. an MLP event in a week. Obviously that's not happening. I think they did announce that. That okay. was definitely not happening. Is but March happening? Is April happening? Right. Like, are we seeing maybe the first MLP event in June, potentially? I, anything's possible. I mean, as we always say, six yeah. months of trying to merge and six months of who knows what. So hopefully before then. Um, but I mean, they've got facilities locked down and they've got players ready to play. Yeah. So ruck packs are on an insane forty percent sale for another two weeks. So oh, are you wow. longing for a pickball bag that keeps you connected and charged? Charge it up, Ooh, Johnny. Look at this. Look at that solar panel. So search no more. Head to ruckpack.com today. Use code JillyB for even deeper discounts. So do you want to talk about uh, the top players to watch in 2024? Yeah, absolutely. Um We've got Georgia Johnson, which is a really obvious one, but I think Georgia doesn't get the credit that she deserves. You know, she played an APP event last week and dominated with Yates Johnson. And look at that effect. Like here she, you know, hasn't played the APP for a year, steps on the court, wins her first tournament, does it with a partner with whom she doesn't usually play. Yeah. Um, I think uh, she's really the only female that can come close to rivaling Annalie Waters right now. Yeah, both and, have and something in common. Not only are they 17, but they both mostly train with boys. Yeah, well said. Yeah. Well said. Fearless. Um, I think Christine Maddox, so former Pepperdine NCAA Let's Go Waves champion, 
tall, strong, just such a beautiful heart and amazing attitude. Obviously someone with whom I've had the pleasure of playing, you know, one event this year, playing with this weekend, and then probably playing uh, a lot with more towards the end of the year when my schedule opens up again. She's just awesome. So hits the ball harder than almost any other female I've ever seen. And she's playing a Yola Solaire, which is a, <laughs> yeah. so, a soft paddle. Yes. I know. I wonder what her plan is on that. I'm sure she's being hounded for uh, paddle sponsors right now. What about so, Allie Phillips? Talk to me about Allie, Allie Phillips. Allie Phillips definitely is one that was a like gut punch, guttural reaction extreme like who is that girl the first time I saw her play yeah um because as as you know listeners I saw her get drafted to the fives and I was like who's that did they mean the other Allie oh funny and then I saw her playing with Shelby and I was like oh oh this is the best player on their team and she is just such a pure heart such a sweet girl and gets on the court and is just a killer um just yeah always smiling and I think what we hard yeah, and, and, and moves, smart. moves like a pickleball player. Again, mm-hmm. these, yeah, I think Allie is what, 18, 19? Yeah, I think she's in there. So she's moving like a pickleball player because that's been her sport, right? This is mm-hmm. her third year playing, you know, third or fourth year playing, and she's out there not moving like me coming from tennis or even Christine, right? She's mm-hmm. just, look, you can tell they look like a pickleball player. And eager to learn, highly coachable. I know Lee Waters told her, don't hit a single ball to Jill. She did that. <laughs> Killed us. <laughs> um, but no, super bullish on on Allie. And I think what we see with these younger players is like unbelievably high ceilings. And then that floor is just sometimes a little bit low. Like they can have these days where they're playing like 6.2s, but they also have a 5.2 day. And yeah. as they get older and as they play more and more tournaments, their 5.2 day just keeps getting closer and closer to the 6.2. I wonder, this is a legitimate question coming from golf, uh, how much of that floor comes from people not having the right perspective that you don't wake up the same every day and you can't expect yourself to be a 6.2 every day and the better players just have the perspective to know okay this is a day that could go towards 5.2 so it's my responsibility to make it a 5.6 day right and to uh, adjust my um my strategy so that i'm not just throwing points away missing going for lines i shouldn't be going for and the last two players we have here are Cass Hogue and Caitlin Christian on the women's side. So Cass Hogue has had really great results on the APP tour playing with Anderson Scarpa. Um, and, you know, that's equal parts credit to her. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, And she she's, sounds like she's, like, really confident and really competitive and has fire on the court. Super smiley, former For volleyball sure. player. All these freaking volleyball players really know how to dig balls. <laughs> Yes. They really and do. And so much of pickleball. She does a great job of that. Being that wiffle ball that slows down just enough that everything is gettable. Never give up. Um, Caitlin Christian comes from professional tennis, very decorated doubles player, played singles too, played at USC. Super fast, and super fit. Super fast, super fit, hits the ball really hard, flies around the court, like blink and she's from the baseline to the other side. Pretty tall of the too, court. Right? Tall, strong. Mm-hmm. So um, big believer in Caitlin's game. And I think what to look for in the women's game in 2024, um, and even in mixed, I'm seeing this, is you want a really aggressive female. Like I was watching Mm -hmm. Vivian David play the Masters with her partner Thomas Wilson against Ben and Anna Lee. And I mean, she looks like a snake. She is just like 
so quick and slithering up to the kitchen as Thomas drives the ball. And she's looking to poach in the middle. Like she's looking to be really aggressive, has a strong two-handed counter. I think um, I think women are going to need to have a really strong two-handed counter in 2024 as the ball gets faster. Not only just one, but both. The ability to do both. Um, and I think you're going to want women who can play both sides because I think it's always more about matchups and who's in front of you versus, oh, I'm a right-side player or a left-side player. Yeah. What do you think? I think um, uh, Vivian's even said she's going to make a real point to play more left this year. Yeah. Um, and even if she doesn't, I think still the mentality of the stereotypical left side player, you know, trying to steal a bunch of balls in the middle is what right side players uh, that are the deadliest are able to do. Especially like if you look at Annalie Waters. Yep. That fly in, fly in the so middle with the two hands. Those are our top five women to watch in 2024. What about our top? men to watch in 2024 number one starting it off of course with augie augie gee he is uh playing with tyra this week yeah and he's a lefty uh he lives in phoenix right he's caused havoc every time he has stepped on the court of a tournament upsetting Mm -hmm. players uh left and right upsetting teams left and right and there is something speaking of left and right so beautiful about watching a left-handed player you know. And he's got that two-handed backhand roll. It is really a thing of beauty. There's only one thing Jill loves more than me, and that's a lefty, lefty guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, but Augie's a thing of beauty to watch and just total upside, always smiling, amazing attitude. I think he was on Mary Brosh's, um podcast the other week, and she said he's my player to watch. So, yes, uh, super excited about Augie. And then, of course, my other partner, Jaume Martinez-Vic, as the number two male player to watch. No surprise. He actually won the vote for player to watch in 2024 that the PPA did back when I wasn't blocked on their social media. Way back. Uh, Can't say enough good things about Jaume. I mean, he's, like, still learning shots. Like, every time I see him, he's like, oh, you want to see the shot I just learned? (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And uh, just such a such a great spirit. Such a great uh, great guy to, to be around. Great energy. Number three. Gabe Tardio. So he, bullish on uh, him. Played a few games with you at MLP Dallas with Georgia. Super fun with his brother. He's terrifying. And uh, yeah. He's terrifying. I mean, I'm like swoosh rolling. Swoosh the hair, rip the drive. <laughs> swoosh the hair and rip the drive. He's one of those like snake-like players everywhere and nowhere, can fly across the court, don't blink your eye. I was hitting cross-court backhand rolls to him and he was earning them. And I'm like, oh my God, he's like, he's like hyper-mobile. Yeah. And I, th- I think he might still literally be getting taller. I know. I know. Let alone stronger. That's um, definitely coming. And so he's one of those examples of like super high, f- high ceiling, but also like I think in 2024, we're going to see his floor come way, way up. Yeah, that makes sense. Which is what he needs. That makes sense. Yeah, I think uh, getting snubbed for Premier really lit a fire under him, and and, uh, he really had a great second half of 2024. Yeah, just Um, growing up. What is he, 17, mm -hmm. 18? Yeah, he's, I think. All right, number four, another young left-handed stud. Oh, boy. CJ Klinger. Yes. I've always been bullish on CJ Klinger even when I first came back to the sport and I was going to be the number one draft pick in the shuffle draft to challenger because I entered mid-year and the number one pick at that time was um uh Columbus right and they had CJ Klinger on the team and Mm -hmm. I was like 
Oh my gosh. Like to play with CJ, that'd be a dream. Like, I think he's so good. I was watching video of him and he's only gotten better and better and he's only going to keep getting better and better and, and more confident. Did he end up with three uh, challenger titles or two? I, the, I stopped SoCal? counting after three. Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely two. And an MVP. And the last one was like a small event anyway. So yeah, definitely. And he's tall, super tall. Really tall. He's yeah. definitely the tallest person on this list, but Quiet not confidence. The, after CJ is not the tallest person on this list, but yes. someone I'm super bullish on, number five, Hayden Patrickquinn. Yep. I mean, I don't think we can even put him on the list of players, like players to, watch. to watch. Like he's, he's being watched, but no, n- not not to say that uh, it won't be his year um, in in some other ways. But yeah, he is really a formidable foe on the court. Especially now that he's got a Hesicor grip. I was gonna say fellow Hesicor athlete. Yep. But you know, Hayden's not everyone talks about his height, but he plays big. He play like Yeah. I, he I hate there. being he in reaches. front of him and I'm hitting like my, you know, dink to his backhand flick one inch too high or, and he you know, he plays like he's six foot three. He reaches in, he uses yeah every single inch, um, and then some and his ability to just make you uncomfortable is 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 uncanny. I wonder if Real Clear Stats ever has kept track of body bags. Yeah. Because I feel like he would lead that stat. There's something so surprising about the way he hits. His wrist flicks, his mobility is just unbelievable. Yeah. Another player that's like grown up as a pickleball player, knows the moves for pickleball specifically is his like, you know, only sport, not a weird tennis. What do I keep? What do I get rid of? Uh, right. Get rid of. Comment who you agree or disagree with, or if we missed anyone yeah. in the comments, please. Absolutely. I'm surprised you didn't put your other favorite, not just lefty, but ambidextrous player, Jack Monroe. Oh my gosh, that's a sin. How could I not mention Jack Monroe? I think the reason I didn't mention him is because this is the 2024 players to watch, and I have been watching Jack now since Brooks Wiley, former commissioner of MLP, texted me two years ago a video of Jack playing left and right-handed, and I fell in love with him. Um, yeah, so Jack, you're my... Again, should I be worried? You're my crush, Jack. <laughs> yes, yes, I will play with you. Yes, I uh, accept. Jack and his dad played in the waterfall event, and his dad is literally the spitting image of the dad from Home Alone. So anyone who grew up in the 90s, uh, if you are at a pickleball tournament and you see the dad from Home Alone, it's probably Jack's dad. That's hysterical. All right, those are our players. Drop in the comments. Did we uh, did we miss anyone? And yes, in case you're wondering, Jill, aren't a lot of the players you just mentioned kind of your partners for the rest of the year? The answer is... <laughs> Kristen's I, not picking up on cues today. <laughs> the, the answer is, I guess I have excellent taste. What can I say? Or that everyone says yes to you. <laughs> she gets what I wish. she wants i wish um <laughs> all right kristen do you have a note here on our previous uh giveaways yes so we still have yet to hear from some of our winners and just as a reminder when we do giveaways we will reply to your comment in youtube and because youtube does not have a way to dm people mm-hmm. you have to look at the instructions from that reply so you know you've won and you can reach out to us so that we can give you further instructions and find out where you live so we can send you free stuff. So do you have a list of maybe the people you could like read their handles right now? Um, I could, that would be, yeah, That would want. maybe be helpful. Totally. Like, hey, we haven't heard from you, 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 and you. 
So I'm just going to read through all of them. I think I, the only one I know for a fact has reached out is uh, Joanne, who won the Mizunos. But um, John Esposito, Two Dubs, 2280. I am uh, Dan Beeman, Blue David, 1365. Joe Couch, 5427. Nagare, 120. Heidi Gurley, Isaiah Titus, and Jeannie Webster. Please look at those YouTube. And just a friendly reminder to turn those notifications on so you see when Jilly B is reaching out to you. Yeah, so if you want free stuff and you just heard your name called, you know what to do. All right, we're going we're gonna to end with a dear Jilly B that I think is going to help every single person listening to this podcast. Dear Jilly B, I'm having trouble generating power on my overheads and I'm also seeing some of my speed ups going into the net. Two separate issues. Will you help me? Jack from Las Vegas. Okay, Jack did not write that, but that did really happen. That is Pickleball Jack, Jack Pickleball, the number one yes. nine-year-old in the world came to the Masters and we spent a fun morning session together. Hitting. If you are already subscribed, you have already seen two of those videos, but there is still more to come. Yep, so make sure to subscribe to Jilly B Pickleball on Instagram and YouTube because Jack and I are doing some super fun content. Eating donuts may or may not be involved in the content. Um, but yes, we did work on Jack's overheads. And if you don't come from a tennis background, you don't do this naturally. And what you want to do is you want to point at the ball with your left hand if you're right-handed. So your non-dominant hand, I want you to, as silly as it feels, do you remember when I first taught you this, Kristen? Point Absolutely. at that ball with your index finger. Raise your arm, point at the ball. So what this is going to do is it's going to get you to turn your shoulder. It's going to get your back to the target. It's going to put you in the perfect position to not hit your overhead in the net. The only time I miss an overhead is when I pull my left arm down too quickly. It's kind of a panacea for overheads, just keeping that left arm up a little bit longer so long you feel uncomfortable you feel yeah. like you're going to be late to it's, the ball it's just like golf you got to keep your back to the target longer than you want exactly um and then as far as the speed ups into the net definitely check out this video i think it's one of the best pieces of advice for amateurs playing I was pickleball. definitely channeling this um you have to keep your lower body still it's the craziest sensation because you always want to jump out of your your uh posture posture thank you yeah. you always you think you need to be ready your... for them to hit it back to you but it's still 14 feet away <laughs> right so you want to keep your lower body stable set your feet in concrete if you're going to speed up off the bounce you need to stay in your posture um and this is one of those that's way easier to see than explain on a podcast but totally no, uh get those frame. feet stable uh sarah ansbury taught me that yeah so 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 important and uh it's exactly what I love, but hate the way people teach it. Because what people will often say is what? Keep your head down. Head down. It's really not that. It's your no, legs. no, no. It is not that. It is keep your spine stable yep. if you're really going to talk about a body part. Yep. But just that idea that you're like parked, hit it, then move on. Park, hit it, move on. Love that. Um, the last thing I want to mention from a training and education perspective is uh, something I learned playing Catherine Parentone and Annalie Waters uh, three weeks ago at the Masters. 
this notion of dead dinking. Um, what surprised me the most playing them wasn't their, you know, their overwhelming power, which of course they both have amazing power. It was how they controlled the kitchen line so effectively by dinking really aggressively. And then when I was watching them in the finals against Anna Bright and Rachel Rohrabacher, I heard Dave Fleming say, wow, amazing. There have not been any dead dinks in this game. And so what he's noticing is what I noticed playing them. And you can't really see this watching it on television. So I'm here to tell you what it feels like to play against the best players in the world in person. Um, their dinks are flying off the face of their paddle. It's really the opposite of men's doubles, men's pro doubles, where you see like higher, shallower dinking. These dinks are ankle breakers, every single one of them. Mm -hmm. It makes it really difficult um, to not pop them up when you're trying to absorb a dink that's being hit with that much pace. It gets you really on your back foot, never comfortable. You're never feeling like you control the line at the kitchen. Um, and you have always prided yourself on your aggressive spin, two hand roll back uh, cross court dink, but and... it's nowhere near as fast or as hard as they're hitting their dinks. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I I left that feeling like I could dink thirty percent faster, harder. Yeah, permission to go. And I remember what else you said was all of them are hard enough and crossing enough that they could be ATPs, but you can't get, get there because they're so fast. Yeah. Yep. So definitely uh, permission to turn your dead dinks into deadly dinks. Oh, that is so great. Um, yeah, that's exactly what it means. So for you as an amateur listening to this, turn your dead dinks into deadly dinks. And I think Love it that. speaks a lot to, again, what I always teach in golf um, and I think is so important in dinking is it feels like a defensive shot. Like people get to mm -hmm. chip next to the green and they're like, oh God, like I hope I don't skull it. I hope I don't miss. And you have to play your dinks, your softest shots with as much mental aggression and totally. intention and uh, conviction as any other shot you might rip as hard as you can. And oftentimes people play their dinks like they're trying to survive instead of trying to thrive. Love that. Yeah, how do we thrive, not just survive up there? And that was what I learned yeah. playing Anna Puppet and master. Yep. Well, that's all we have for today's pod 33. We will be back next week right after the PPA Desert Ridge. Uh, so happy to be able to drive to an event. <laughs> Always a pleasure. So don't forget, pickleball is joy. Don't let anyone tell you differently. We out. We out. This Pickleball Life is a Tomahawk production. 100% organic, self-made, and homegrown. Music by K-Dubs. Editing by K-Dubs and Joey B. Check out pbgods.com and use code PBLIFERS for 10% off your next order. Do you have a question for Jilly B? Email us at thispblife at gmail.com to be included in future episodes. Don't forget to click subscribe. This Pickleball Life.